Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Lady says I look like a slut. So my supervisor said, okay, so the other day at my job, a museum, I was on welcoming team duty. Basically, we welcome people at the entrance and check tickets, answer general questions and give directions. I was there with two colleagues. Little detail that's important later. We have radios and headsets to communicate with one another and our supervisors when we have to share important information. Like, okay, there's a man with a service dog. Papers are in order. Usually with that one, we gush over how cute the doggo is over the radio. So that day, I was welcoming visitors when this woman walks in. I go to welcome her and ask to see if she already has her ticket to scan it. I say hi in my overly chipper customer service voice as I approach and ask for the tickets. She doesn't say hi to me. She just stops and gives me this once over look and stares at me very intently. She stares at my face and says to me, seriously, you work in a museum and you come here looking like a slut? She was referring to my makeup. I have a uniform, but it's really dark and dull and I look more goth than Wednesday Adams in it. We can't dye our hair, but there's no rule about makeup. So I tend to do very colorful bright eye makeup with glitter and shiny eyeliner because I like color. It was the first time anyone had ever said anything negative about my makeup style. I kind of froze because sure, sometimes people complain about stuff, but to have someone walk in and the first thing they say to be a personal insult, that's a first. So I tell her that no one at the museum has ever objected. If anything, people love my crazy makeup and they even give me challenges like finding a way to combine all colors and make it look cool and that there's no rule about makeup. Whilst looking at my two colleagues for backup, they were standing by and listening to the exchange. I see one of them with their hand on the microphone ready to ask for help gosh i love them the lady continues it doesn't matter you should know better when you work for a prestigious institution than to come here looking like some slut drag queen gosh you millennials not even my generation but whatever lady have absolutely no class or respect whatsoever i want to see you held responsible this is unacceptable so i get a hold of the microphone and ask for a supervisor to come down to the entrance right away because someone wants to speak with them one of them says they're on their way but ask what's going on and i answer honestly there's a lady who said i look like a slut and that i shouldn't come to work looking like that there's a second of silence and they ask if the woman really said that to me my co-workers talk into the radio and they say that indeed that's what she said what my supervisor asked me to do then i think i will remember forever they tell me to remove my headset and hold the radio to the woman's face which i do then through the radio they tell that rude lady our museum does not tolerate any rude insulting or threatening behavior towards our employees leave now or the next person you shall speak to will be the head of security her face went completely white just complete shock 
and she did end up speaking with security and was escorted out swearing that she would sue us to non-existence just her face when she heard that message through the radio that scene will live in my brain forever mental who knew that wearing makeup made you a slut? Sorry, I should have to censor myself there so YouTube don't demonetize me. You're very professional, though, I've got to say. You handled it very well. Your supervisor's a legend. But goodness me, imagine coming into an institution and just instantly calling out one of the workers for wearing makeup. Why? My entitled brother likes to steal my beer. So I bought the worst tasting beer I could find and left it out for him to take. Not long ago, I posted about how my brother went out of his way to follow me when I tried to go camping alone. Him and that crazy vehicle he calls the mini ram that he made by cutting up a minivan and adding all sorts of other mods. Now, my brother has stolen beer from me before on previous camping trips because him and his friends always drink too much and never buy enough. And when he followed me to my camping spot with his own camper a couple of weeks prior, he tried to steal a six pack from my fridge. And he acted like a big baby when I made him give it back. So I thought up this little gem of an idea. But it was no easy feat as my brother would drink just about any beer so long as it gets him drunk. To try and find a beer that was truly nasty, I started asking around and buying different brands. After a couple of weeks, I hit pay dirt. Now, I won't say the brand name of the beer, but it was bad. There was so much hop to the flavor that it made me shudder every time I took a swig. I could barely finish one bottle without puking because it made me gag so much. So this stuff was perfect. Also, I know some people really like that kind of overly hoppy beer. I'm not trying to offend, but to me, it was just horrid. I started openly talking about going camping again in my favorite area and getting my friends to join in. My brother easily got wind of this and decided he wanted to go camping too. He showed up with his mini ram and camper about two hours after I got onto the campsite. Only this time, he didn't try to park next to me and instead went to the next spot about 100 yards further down the road. My friends and I partied it up in our own way. Played music, danced like idiots around a fire, played stupid games, all the usual. And knowing my brother, he and his friends would run out of beer at some point and try to mooch off us because they have no concept of drinking in moderation. They didn't bother us on the Friday night. But on Saturday night, around 1 or 2 a.m., my brother hobbled over asking for beer. We all just ignored him like he wasn't there, which made him get an attitude. One of my friends brought his big cooler and was keeping all our good beer and food in it. And we kept the cooler near us or locked in my truck at all times. Inside my camper, I left two full six packs of that horrid beer in the mini fridge. My brother just grabbed them and walked away. He acted like he was being sneaky, but seeing a drunk man act like he was invisible was just hilarious. About half an hour later, my brother came hobbling back and looking sick. He started demanding to know what was in the beer I bought. I started asking him what he meant because I didn't give him any beer. He looked flustered for a moment and then finally just said he took some beer from my camper. I asked if it was that brew and he said yes. I laughed and said that stuff was terrible and he could have it. I even pulled out another six pack that was minus the one I drank when I had tested the beer and I tried to hand it to him. He looked like he wanted to throw up at the sight of it and just left. Then just to be extra petty, my friends and I snuck over to his campsite after a little while and left the remaining six pack on top of his cooler. He and his friends were all wasted and actually still drinking the nasty beers that I tricked them into stealing and their faces all showed how bad it was. Every time one of them took a swig, it was followed by RBF. But they were so drunk that they probably wouldn't even notice there was more of that same beer. My friends and I watched from nearby as they kept drinking and making sour faces. My brother eventually puked on himself and then ran into the river to get the vomit off himself. He threw up some more in the water. Yeah, it wasn't a pretty sight, even though we could barely see him in the dark. 
but we could still hear him. He repeatedly threw up with his face in the water and made loud gurgling noises, then cursed my name over and over again. That's when we finally had enough of watching them. I didn't see my brother or his two friends again until well into the afternoon. They were all badly hungover, and despite how much they drank, they couldn't forget that nasty beer they had the night before, especially since the bottles were littered all over the ground. My brother actually demanded that I apologized, and I just laughed and said, you actually want me to apologize to you for stealing beer from me? And then we all just started laughing at him. He left humiliated, and we didn't interact again. I drove home before he did this time, and he's not spoken about what happened to our parents, and I've heard nothing from mutual friends. I guess this time, he wants to keep his humiliation a secret. I think next time, I'll get some beer spiked with laxative to leave for him. That might be funny. Yeah, that is when you know you're absolutely battered, when you're drinking drinks that taste disgusting, but you keep drinking them. You vomit, and you still keep drinking. Um, I do feel for the bloke in this situation, and his mates, to be honest, because it's him that was the one that's stealing it. Honestly, he does sound stupid enough to get caught by the same trick twice, and if If you were to put laxatives in your beer and then just leave them out and maybe he'd take them maybe he wouldn't you wouldn't be doing anything wrong there like the beer is your possession you can do whatever you want with it it's up to him if he wants to take it or not you know nothing wrong with it you know what i'd actually do which is a little bit less harmful than a laxative in a beer i'd probably go with some non-alcoholic beers right and just give them to him and just say yeah enjoy pal maybe you'd have to like read you the labels or something but i wonder how many beers he would have to drink to realize that there's zero alcohol but i know placebo is a strong thing but surely at some point he'd be like okay what is going on here Leave in the comments how many beers you reckon it would take for him to realize that there was no alcohol in them. I want to hear your thoughts. Entitled co-worker called the cops on me after I had to make moves to evade a road rage driver. Please note, for the information of everyone who is going to mention seatbelts being mandatory in their cars, my passenger was an intoxicated petite female co-worker I did not know very well. I am very much larger than her. Yes, her not buckling up was a safety risk, but I judged that risk to be less of a problem than potentially winding up in a confrontation when it was just us in an enclosed space. So, earlier tonight, I went to an event my boss holds once a month, where everyone shows up to a fancy restaurant and has dinner and gets some human-to-human interaction, which my boss apparently felt was lacking. He pays for it all, and I'm a fan of the food. Less so the people, but I feel like that's life, and college wasn't so long ago that I'd turn my nose up at a free meal. The co-worker in question found herself without a ride home and several drinks in after her ride had a family emergency and had to leave my car's cheap to run so i offered to give her a lift home it's worth noting that i'm in no way shape or form a speed freak i lost a loved one in a car wreck and i'm sure as heck not going to be doing that to someone else just so i can get an adrenaline rush now my co-worker is the sort of girl that when anxious does not stop talking like i'm not sure how she's able to breathe with how much she talks For the most part, I don't mind. I just focus on following GPS directions and getting her home safe with an occasional agreement noise thrown in. Then, a wild BMW with a hair up his butt decides he wants to play games. I'm not aware of anything I did other than drive a fancy electric car that could have drawn his ire, but on a highway that did have a small amount of traffic, this idiot started to orbit my car. He'd come up on the left, cut in front of me way too close, brake check, then drop back on the right and pull up so close he'd smell the exhaust if my car had any. I had no idea what this dude's issue was, and I had absolutely no idea if he was on drugs or could come close to cashing the checks his balls were writing around my car. I also had no desire to get into a car accident. The entire time I'm realizing how dangerous this situation could be, my co-worker is just chattering away. I kept trying to get a word in edgewise, and I couldn't. And eventually, I got sick of waiting and just cut her off in the voice reserved for when poopers hit the fan. Courtney 
me buckle up and please be quiet I need to concentrate for a minute. She buckled up but did not shut up. Huh? What's going on? What do you mean you need to concentrate? Is it that bmw? Are we in danger? I should call my boyfriend Panic was rising in her voice at the same time and I was stressed out enough that I just said shut up Then I hit the button that saves the last 10 minutes of dashcam footage on the off chance We got pulled over and waited for a moment where the road was mostly clear ahead of us I saw the chance and took it and we shot off like a rocket The bmw tried to pursue but if my baby's got anything in excess, it's definitely acceleration We took off and the first chance I got when I couldn't see the other car's headlights. I took an exit total time to evade less than a minute Did we hit triple digits? I can neither confirm nor deny. Was it safer than letting that idiot keep doing what he was doing or risking him following us off the highway? You're dang right it was. As soon as we were off the highway, I pulled over for a minute and apologized for what had happened and explained my reasoning as best I could. We were actually only in exit early, so we just took back Rose to her house and she got out without another word. I felt kind of guilty because she was crying the entire time after we got off the highway and that was a little bit scary. The drive from her place to mine was uneventful until I rolled down my dead end street and saw a police car waiting for me. I had the delightful experience of a field sobriety test in my own driveway, which I passed. I gave the officer a cliff notes version of events with the footage to back it up The officer was not surprised by what the dashcam showed and said I shouldn't make it a habit and to have a nice night Okay, so I guess that your co-worker did call the police on you pretty much immediately and said go and check him out He's been driving dangerously. Why? Surely she understands what's going on. Yeah, you broke the speed limit But as you said, it's something that you kind of had to do Otherwise, you would have been in even more danger. I don't know legally what happens there, right? Obviously, you've still broken the law, but then you would have been stupid not to do that in that situation and potentially get into a car crash that you know could have ended horrifically i actually don't know the rules like did the police give you the benefit of the doubt when they look back at this dash cam footage it seems like they did but yeah if you do know for sure let me know in the comments down below interesting i guess you know never see if courtney a lift again that's one of the conclusions you were being nice the whole time i don't get it you explained why you did what you did but no she called the police on her co-worker good from her Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host now if you enjoyed that last post you're going to want to stick around for this one because it's written by the same user a different event but again it involves some dash cam footage and an interesting car journey i suppose you could say the climax was electrifying off the cuff I will assure everyone reading this that the dashcam footage referred to in the post has been super duper deleted And the police are the only ones with a copy of the video I was feeling rather hungry for dinner and craving pizza So I did what anyone does and ordered one I then got my butt in the car and drove to get it because I was hungry En route to the pizza place, I was behind a Rolls or a Bentley One of those super expensive and fancy British cars that are more intended as a status symbol than actual transportation Said fancy car had super tinted windows and was being operated rather erratically all over the road swerving now and again and then drifting to one side before swerving again i stayed a good distance behind the car because i might have been born at night but it wasn't last night 
driving behind this car for a couple of minutes just watching and waiting for something to get here and the car swerves off the road and drives straight through an electrical box on the side of the road one of the cabinet sized ones not the if you go through this fence you can forget ever having kids transformers a mighty startling boom and a little bit of a light show as electrical cabinets are not designed to be impacted by negligently driving automobiles the two occupants of the car pop out as if they've been shoved out by some unseen force two teenagers as a matter of fact a boy who was presumably driving who also found his pants around his ankles and his underwear around his thighs and a girl she wasn't wearing a shirt but was wearing a certain substance on her face which will go unnamed i start cracking up because who the frick does that at rush hour never mind so badly I call 911 and report a car accident, but I keep giggling because the pair are now arguing with each other. The dispatcher seems rather alarmed why I'm laughing at the same time that I'm calling in a car wreck. I think about explaining what happened, but I just decide to say, I'm sure the responders will understand. Both occupants appear to be unharmed beyond some seriously damaged egos. The man on the other end just goes, Okay. I grab a gag gift t-shirt that's been kicking around in my back seat since I don't know when and some napkins and get out the vehicle. The pair are still going at it hammer and tongs. I can't freaking believe you crashed my dad's car, says the girl. I wince at that. I freaking told you to stop, cries the boy. Just shut the frick up and give me a shirt, demands the girl. No way, it's freezing, says the boy. It was roughly 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Charmer. Oh, wow. Apparently that's 16 degrees Celsius. Very comfortable temperature. I cut in with a, excuse me, miss. And she turns around at me with a furious expression that turns beet red when she realizes exactly what she's wearing. Yes, she asks, suddenly covering her exposed lady parts. Here, I toss her the t-shirt and then take a step closer and hold up the napkins. For your, uh, and I motion at my face. She makes a squeaking sound and turns an even brighter red. I already called the police. They should be here soon, I say, and walk back towards my car. It was too difficult to keep a straight face much longer. By the time I get back to my vehicle, two cruisers pulled up and discharged two officers. They surveyed the damage. You could see a measure of what the actual on their faces. One officer approaches the pair and the other comes to me and asks what I'm doing. I tell the officer that I've got the whole thing on dashcam. I pull up the footage and the cop watches the erratic driving, the final fateful swerve and the state of the pair. He groans and covers his face with a hand. Can I get a copy of that? He asks. By now, a fire truck and an ambulance had rolled up and several people had walked over as looky loos want to do. I've also shown the final swerve and subsequent car exit to the other police officers, some EMTs and several firefighters. The looky loos weren't invited. Muffled laughter seems to be the order of the day. The first cop comes back over, retrieves his thumb drive and tells me to delete the clip. Both occupants are underage. I move to comply, but just before I hit the delete button, I look up at him. One last time? He cracks a smile and nods. We watch the final sequence one last time and then I delete the clip and tell my car to format the drive. Best I can do to ensure it stays gone. The pizza place was a little angry that I was so late for my pizza that they had to make another, but they did very much enjoy hearing the tale of why their power blipped a half hour before. Honestly, can you imagine being these two kids when they have to go home to the girl's dad and explain exactly what happened? Like, what detail do you go into? Like, when your dad asks you, okay, guys, exactly what happened? Tell me exactly everything that happened as to cause this accident. How much truth are you really going to tell him? And also, is there any danger? 
danger that the police could let him know because you are minors i don't know how it would work like if he asked them what happened are they at right to tell him that could be a terrible terrible conversation i mean the car crash is one thing but the reasons to why it happened is so much worse oh god i've just realized as well there's no way this kid is on the insurance jesus that is a very expensive car whether it's a rolls or a bentley oh goodness me <laughs> that is like the worst thing that could possibly have happened um and on top of that yeah the napkins nuts and i've actually just reread the title i suppose you could say the climax was electrifying it all makes sense now good stuff op really enjoyed those two stories hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 